Hey everyone, this is your host, Chris Chief and Blurred's Eye View. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain. First, it's free. You definitely can't beat that. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Chris Fury and this is Blurred's Eye View After Dark. Joining me tonight is at Navy Montel from Blurred of Corn Convos, aka Blurred of Corn Speaks as well. How you doing, brother? I'm good, my man. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. Uh, it's going great. Uh, w- uh, once again, rest in peace to uh, DMX. He passed away on April 9th, actually. Uh, you know, brother fought a lot of his demons, but you know, he gave us great content in the end. And even when he prayed, you know, he prayed with the same fervor that he gave us his music. So, you know, rest in peace to his, to his fam, to him and uh, mm-hmm. prayers out to his family, nice. you know, uh, rest up, baby. We'll, we'll see you again. We're here. Well, you left us plenty enough to listen to you and remember you by. So once again, rest in peace. Um, we are. We are in the wind down of Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. Let me tell you, <laughs> um, not happy about this, man. I'm uh, not happy about this. You know, we have two more episodes. Can you believe it? <laughs> six, six is not enough. Six see, episodes is not enough. But here's the thing: I knew when they said six episodes, I'm like, oh, they're not pulling any punches. Then they're going to get straight to it. And they have, <laughs> they no have, filler. they have no not filler. none, none whatsoever. You know how we used to watch the Marvel Netflix shows and the filler <laughs> episode was like, it would be 13 episodes and the filler episode will be like episode five or six, you know, <laughs> it'd be like, oh, there's why? nothing going on in this episode. It didn't matter which one it was. It was like, oh, there's nothing going on in this episode. Literally like, why do we have memories? I don't want no memories. I know what happened. Okay. Yeah. I, I waited all day. I got off work. I had to deal with a, with a, with a bitchy spouse, noisy kids. And I get in front of this. And what do you give me? Except, except for the Luke Cage uh, callback where he was wearing the tiara in the silk shirt that, that i needed to see that that was funny it was all worth it just to hear him say i'm not wearing this shit uh, <laughs> it was so worth it to see him say that um that man first off you know and i did it on on the regular show but 
I don't know who you know is going on going on to be going on the next episode or the next season of uh Dancing with the Stars. You want to know who? Yeah, because I don't watch the show, so by okay. all means. You, you might watch it after this. Here we go. Right now. <laughs> I hate you so much. I cannot stand you. I'm uh, thinking, who's it gonna be? And then I saw that. I said, Oh my gosh, are you <laughs> kidding me? Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> so, wow, this is what we do, man. The roasting is real, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it is, baby. I saw it him dancing that club. I said, Can y'all please pan the camera away from <laughs> he, he went from walking, he went from walking in the in the slow motion to walking into the club looking cool to that. <laughs> and I'm just like that one freshman they finally gets invited to the dance. You had no idea what to do. So you're dancing offbeat. I'm like, y'all. Like he, like his date left him. <laughs> like he was in the groove till she left. You like, huh? <laughs> give me some punch while you're gone. Thank you. Two oh, hours man. later. <laughs> <laughs> the music uh, is off. I'm still dancing. Huh? I I can't believe he was doing it. I really. <clears throat> I, you know what? You you gotta have levity in these shows, but but they're so they're so artistic with the way they do it because there are points. That you didn't think there'd be some funny moments, and between between Sebastian and uh uh, or yeah, oh Anthony Mackie, yeah, between Anthony and Sebastian, oh my gosh, I just said it was weak half the time. I'm not supposed to laugh, but the, the, it's, so, it's a perfect, so it's perfect, it's a perfect buddy cop show. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> but yo, the beginning of this latest episode. The end of the last one. That denial. Oh my gosh. When that Kamoya B was on the ground, I was like, oh, here we go, bitch. And her beautiful self popped up in that alley. I swear I squealed like my school crush just said hello. I was like, only the only the Dora can just be badass and then walk off like they on the runway and still look. I'm like, Damn it! How do you come on, bro? Who you telling? She walked away. I said, "I'm like you on the runway right now." <laughs> Shit! You know, a song was playing in my head too when she's walking away. Oh man, I'm too sexy for this alley. Too sexy for this alley. <laughs> like it was badass, badass, and looking good doing it. Badass. Yes. So th this episode opens up right where the last one left off. Wait. Which is why I love what they're doing because they're not leaving any stone unturned. No, no. Seeing Bucky deal with Captain Io, repeat the phrase words, and him fighting it, like you see the pain. I felt you see that. the pain. I felt that. 
And Yo, when she said you're free and yeah. he started crying, bro, I got watery eyes. Cause I was like, you bet everybody's been in those moments in their life where they've had to fight those demons mm -hmm. and they finally feel like they have been exonerated. They don't have to worry about it anymore. They're just memories to learn from and just see his emotion. Man, Sebastian Stan, if y'all are not giving this boy his props right. on this role, come on. I have never seen a villain. This is what I love about Marvel. This is what I love what they're doing with their villains. They, see, human, up. Yeah, they, up, they are humanizing their villains. Mm -hmm. Every villain they have, they have shown up has a human characteristic as to why they're doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And you can almost sympathize with them. Thanos, Killmonger, hell, even Ultron. Yeah. You know, you're just like, I get it. I fucking get it. You know? And Magneto. Magneto, you get it. You like, I'd be pissed too. Look what he had to deal with. <laughs> he, he didn't ask for this. He didn't <laughs> ask for this. And look what you did. So mm -hmm. in this, in, we, we're dealing with Zemo here, who when they're talking on the plane and he realizes that Zemo has Bucky's notepad, which actually belonged to Steve Rogers. Right. And he was like, don't you touch this again? You know, he was reading off the names that of people that he, you know, took out and he's trying to atone for those sins. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, don't touch that. And then that's when, you know, that's when Sam says, Hey, that's the book. I gave Steve and they start talking about Marvin Gaye and everything else. He's like, you don't like Marvin Gaye? Marvin Gaye? He's like, I like 40s movies. He's like, no, I like Marvin Gaye. And he's talking about the album Trouble Man, mm -hmm. which <laughs> which Sam broke down what it meant and everything else. And Zemo chimes in and says, it speaks to the level of the African-American experience. And Sam looks at him. He was like, he's out of line, but he's not oh, wrong. Oh. <laughs> and, and I agreed. And I was just like, <laughs> like that I'm, was a I'm, moment I'm, where you paused and went, "Hmm, yeah, holy shit!" I'm like, He's like, not wrong. I'm not even supposed to agree with you, but damn, you're right. I'm like, supposed to despise you, but you're <laughs> making me admire you with the level of humanity that you're showing, all the while still being the one of the antagonists in this. Bruh, come on. <laughs> he, he nailed it. He pretty and much he's smooth it. about it, though. So yeah. smooth about how he yeah, does well, it. Still underhanded about everything he does, but it was like everything he did in his episode that he spoke on was completely right. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, why? Like, dude, fuck. I'm not even supposed, <laughs> I'm supposed to hate you right now. <laughs> you killed King T'Chaka. I am supposed to hate your guts, you know? And uh, at the same time, I am relating to you on so many levels, and I shouldn't. But like you said, Marvel has always been one up on humanizing each of their characters, whether they're heroes or villains, or even people who are part of the of, of these individual universes. That is something that is why Marvel has been the front runner when it comes to their cinematics, whether it's shows or movies. They know what it means to be able to for these characters to be relatable. Right. Even if you have to cheer for them or you despise them. And that's a formula that continues to draw them in. The same thing 
I can relate. Same thing with um with Invincible. Oh, beautiful show. Yes. And they're staying love so the, deep love, to the love the, Yes, I love the series and just watching. And I love that they're taking certain things and they're flipping it a little bit here and here. And I and I love that. I love not knowing when it's going to turn. I just know it's going to turn. You Fact. know, so. Fact. So we see Omni-Man did what he did. And while we're sitting there pissed and upset, we're still relating that he, there's a reason why he did it. Mm -hmm. We understand there's a reason why he did it. We don't know why exactly he did it, but he did it. Yeah, and you see the struggle in his face when he tells oh. his son. See, we're going off tangent, people. If you're watching or listening, we're going off tangent a little bit. We're talking about Invisible on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's, what we do. <laughs> it's not a script. It's not a scripted show. Um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> he when he finds out that Marx has his powers and he hugs his wife, he he's like, I kind of wish he didn't get them. Because you know, if you read the series, you know why he's saying that. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't want this kid to have to deal with them damn Voltramites. That's why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he wanted him to have a normal life while he wanted him to get his powers. You can see that struggle. Yeah. You got the powers yet? And now he oh. now he's now he's gotta now he's gotta show him the way. And he doesn't really want to do that, you know. But killing the entire league, my God. I it was the probably the biggest oh sh what what the shit moments throughout that whole episode. I'm like, what the fuck? What the no, fuck? Oh, I, no. I, I lost my mind when he just came in and just went ham on all of them. And this yeah. was systematic slaughter. Yeah. Systematic Lord. started. We started with uh, was it uh the the dad red, with, uh, red, red rush, rush. red rush. rush. But when and he then, grabbed it by his head, and he's, I'm like, you suffered the most because you had to feel all of that. It wasn't instantaneous <laughs> it like wasn't, everybody else. No. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Like, did he like, not like you, dude, or something? <laughs> and even when he's done, he's still trying to punch him, and these aren't his. His hands are no longer fists. They're yeah. just. He's like they're nubs now. They're just nubs. Regular hands, like, and then blow. I said, and I and I, my neighbor had to check on me because I screamed the word "bitch" so loud, <laughs> it wasn't even funny. I sat my neighbor, my living room, went, "Bitch, are you serious?" And then a few minutes later, "Are you okay there? <laughs> Is somebody bothering you?" <laughs> "No, ma'am, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay." <laughs> Oh man, but as far as Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm -hmm. we finally get to see Sharon again. Uh, they go to they find out through the power broker, we're well, not through the power broker, but one of his cronies. Um, they find <laughs> out Dr. Nagel is the one who's created the serum or recreated mm -hmm. the serum, and it's obviously 20 vials out there, but eight of them have been used by Carly and her people. So they go to the, they go to the, basically the shipyard, basically. And I got to say, with all these trailers and he's got a hidden lab in there, I kind of want to live in one of these things now. <laughs> that was so, that was such an amazing setup. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, this is like, it's, it's like a TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside, you know? <laughs> and that's how it looks. I was like, this has been here this entire time. No one yeah. tried to move these containers. <laughs> like they, they wow. just don't move at all. So they just they just don't matter. <laughs> the grand so, scheme, of right? In the grand scheme of things, they just like they just sit them there. Oh, there's nothing in them. Leave them alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
And Sharon gets them the intel, and she pretty much saves their ass back in Madripoor and gives them the intel and everything. And they go to meet up with Dr. Megal. Now, real, real quick, I'm sorry. Can, can we, can we, can I just say one name when I saw Sharon fighting that came to my mind and I screamed it? I think, I, I think y'all know who you're going to say. Mockingbird. Yeah. <laughs> I said, fucking Mockingbird. Yo, come on. Them vibes is just high as can be. I'm feeling this energy. She, when she had that, what was that, a pole she grabbed? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's very like, Mockingbird. You know, yeah. even though you're age of 13 and Bobby Morse is Mockingbird, but that's very Mockingbird. They can change it whenever they want. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've done Sarah it already. Carter you is know? now Mockingbird. Right. So, like, if, if anything, <laughs> so I'm like, it, it doesn't hurt anything at this point. I mean, let's let's face it. Hank Pym was the one that created Ultron, not Tony Stark, but it works for the film. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which I got into a debate with somebody about that too. Tony so, Stark created uh, Ultron. I said no, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, not not, not no. in the comics. You know, it's Hank no, Pym. No. But you know, hey, it actually makes sense for the film. The guy who does the tech is the guy who created the murderous robot. It makes there sense. There we go. There we go. So I'm so, sorry about that. I just had. To. <laughs> But I, this is the only theory because it's two episodes left. So I don't think I haven't really bopped up a lot of theories. But you know, as Sharon was telling them before, she had to go on the run. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's funny that she had to go on the run after Civil War when we seen her applying at the FBI. And I started thinking, I'm like, Sharon ain't in Madripoor because she's on the run. Mm. Sharon's undercover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she is, however, an ex-agent of Shield because Shield is not supposed to exist right now. Exactly. So I'm thinking, oh, Sharon's undercover. Oh, I might have access. What is the line? She's like, oh, I might have access to a satellite or two. I caught vibe of that in that episode when she said when she said, you know, I'm on the run. I said, this story is a little too convenient that you're in Madripoor. Yeah, like everybody else got out fine, but you're on the mm-hmm. run. But we've seen you in the FBI headquarters applying for a job. And apparently you got the job. Because they show you in the shooting range. Sharon is undercover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's her job. She's and she good playing at her that job. role to the hilt, playing it, playing the renegade who's on the who's on the run, living in Madripoor, mm-hmm. making all this money through questionable means. Yeah, having access to satellites to get. <laughs> like, but you're on the run. How do you? Like, what who is, are you working with? You know, yo, what's your cellular plan? Can I get, can you tell me how to get in on that? Yo, that is not what? 5G. That is something else. T Mobile is not doing the job. Where can I get your <laughs> So, that is my theory. I think she's, you know, if it ain't the FBI she's working with, she's obviously working with Nick, who's off world. And of course, she would have access to a satellite because why wouldn't he? Of course. You know, of course, squirrels all over the damn place too. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> your so. you, your reaction is the same as mine on half of these. I sat down after the episode for a good twenty minutes and went, "Wait, that don't see how in the world, yo? Is it? Tell me that. I know I look like a raving, blithering idiot. 
I know I like, did. Like I had to watch the episode three different times. I'm like, there's something going on here. <laughs> I, I I don't want to pick it apart because I knew how the fiasco of Wandavision went. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna fall in that hole. I'm not falling that rabbit hole. I yeah, that's I, right there. There is something going on. But um, <laughs> so, so we leave with Captain Io leaving Bucky in the aisle in the alleyway saying you have eight hours mm-hmm. to give up Zemo and after that we're coming for him and you so, know ain't gonna be no half ass squad either uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. so you know they do their thing you know and and damn John Walker this is why people don't like you <laughs> now no, Sam no, no, in, no, comics, no. in the comics we already know if you've read about John Walker yes. you already know yeah. So he's first, an asshole he, in the comics. He's just an yeah. asshole in the comics. But he gets the job done. He, but he's still an asshole. <laughs> and <laughs> so, you know, like when the Punisher doesn't really care for you, I mean, that says a lot, you know? So it was, you, you're you on his radar. You may want to run. Right. You know, fast. So, <laughs> you know, Frank don't Sam, like you. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, so Sam, who is known to be a counselor to veterans. Mm-hmm. Dealing with you know their traumas from war and everything else, right? Tells them you know because John and and uh, Battlestar followed them basically tracked them to Latvia, not Latveria. Everybody, not Latveria, because I had different, two, two different things. Different I had the second time around. I had to listen. I'm like, oh no, he said Latvia. Okay, there we go. Uh, so no doom. Don't jump the gun yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for fanboys who overthought that and overheard yeah. it, you know, yeah. they were like. Doom is gonna be in this? No, yeah. bro. No, There's no, no doom. There's, There's no doom. The letters missing out of it. It's not. It's not like heavy. It's You're right. Lot. Yeah. There's a different. So, <laughs> so they managed to convince John basically by listening. John listens to Lamar Hoskins, who's Battlestar. Mm-hmm. But Sam is trying to talk sense to John and say, "Look, let me talk to Carly alone. I can talk her down." If you come in there charging like a mad bull, she's going to run, which is fine, which is what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. Let me go in there and talk to her. It works. And he's talking fine. And there, everything, everything that's going on in this conversation is just what's supposed to happen. And once again, this goes back to the villains being humanized. Mm-hmm. And you feel just like Sam does because he tells her I agree with your fight. However, I don't agree with how you're fighting it. And she's she's really starting. They're starting to see eye to eye. And who comes in there? Who's in the who's out there waiting? He's supposed to give the man 10 minutes. It hasn't even been five. And he's being impatient. I need to go in there. I need to go. Bucky's trying to tell him, no, man, it ain't even been 10 minutes yet. You know, chill out. He he basically bogarts his way past Bucky. Fucking shit. Come on, man. Yeah. And what happens? Carly thinks Sam is lying because he busts in there. Oh, you're under arrest. Blah, 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 blah. She looks at Sam. You're lying. You you set me up. He's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, what are you doing? Guess what happens? A chase. They lose her. Zemo, who was handcuffed at the time, thanks to John, which was probably the only right thing he did, 
<laughs> escapes because even though he handcuffed him to some equipment, he picked the lock while everybody else was tracing after this John. man is not stupid mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. He's not a three-year-old that you say, stay, and he's going to stay. No. Come on, y'all. So, however, Bucky's chasing Carly, trying to stop her. John obviously can't keep up. Battlestar can't keep up. Sam and Bucky are chasing her, and Bucky loses her because they're inside some kind of building, and there's a lot of rooms, a lot of hallways. He lost her. Zemo, however, cuts her off at the past, has a gun that he got from Dr. Nagel's lab, mm-hmm. shoots her in the side. So he wounds her and begins to try to unloading on her. But uh, in the midst of him unloading his gun, John shows up, throws the shield at him, knocks Zemo out. Well, in the midst of all the struggle, the vials spill out of her little fanny pack. All 12 of them. Oh, man. And prior to John showing up, Zemo sees all these vials and he says, is this what I think it is? And he starts crushing every last one that he sees. I was trying to count how many he crushed. And my Mm -hmm. number, my my count is still off because between the music, the music overrides the crushing glass. Because right. I'm like, okay, if eight of them take it, that means it's 12 vials left. Right. I was trying to listen for the vials. I'm like, okay, what? But I lost, I couldn't hear, I couldn't tell. But there is one that got away that was sitting off to the side. This is at now after Zemo got knocked out, John sees the one and he grabs it. He looks at it. He gives, he does one of these looks. He, <laughs> and you know that's the crazy man look. Yeah, the puppy stare. You yeah, know, we call it the, the puppy stare. You know, so he he pockets it, it, and right by that time, Bucky and Sam show up and Battlestar, and they say, "What what happened?" You know, and they got Zemo. Carly got away. So now they're back at their little base operations, basically, for Sam and Bucky. And Zemo's got a ice rag on his face, and they're talking. And Zemo gets up, and they're all Sam, Bucky, and Zemo are talking. And Bucky's pissed now. And you know, Zemo's trying to make this tea, and he gets pissed at Zemo. And he's like, We need to know the location of the old lady's funeral so we can find out because Zemo managed to talk to the one the little refugee. I saw that part. I saw that part with the Turkish delights in the square. Which, for some reason now, I want to try these Turkish delights because I keep hearing about these things. You've never had one before. No, I haven't had one. Oh, never had one. man. See, in the way they you're are. responding, I'm just like, these things must be delicious because oh. I heard about them. I've seen them on uh, the Prince of Narnia. I've seen yeah. them here. And I'm like, what? what is this? I thought they were like baklava or something. I'm like, no, oh, no, no. These are amazing, bro. So now, so now I got to hunt down. I got to hunt, hunt down some... Uh, I gotta hunt down some Turkish delight now. He's gonna be on Amazon tonight. Turkish Turkish delights. delights. Send them to me now. (laughs) We're gonna have Turkish delights. What the hell is that? I don't know. We're gonna have it so (laughs) overnight. (laughs) Pay the shipping. (laughs) I'll pay the I'll pay the extra shipping. Whatever's in these things, they must be great. So (laughs) he he bribes the children with that and gets the location of Danya Madanya. 
Medina mm. and to find out where their location that's the old lady that Carly was looking after. She has tuberculosis. Right. They, they consider her mother. Yeah. Right. So she's um they're trying to find a location for this woman. And this is where Sam finds Carly and he talks to her and got, got basically was talking her down. And then John interrupts. So this was the first time Carly rabbited on him. So while they're back at base talking, who busted while they're talking to Zemo and everything else, and who walks in again? John. Oh, fucking John, man. Just just now he's telling Zemo. You are coming back with me. No, 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 no. You're not coming with us and blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, whatever, whatever. Who shows up at the door? Five. Beautiful, great bones. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I cannot wait to see this. Yo, I'm going to lose my shit because Io by herself is devastating. Let me Absolutely tell you, devastating. If if on site was a person, <laughs> if on site was a person, it was Io. For those oh. who are listening, go back watch the YouTube channel and see what I'm talking about. Or if you've seen the episode, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two rules that you know are already off rip dealing with the Dora. Dora. Mm-hmm. They don't like wearing wigs. Thank you for telling us that, Okoye. Thank you, Okoye. <laughs> that scene is still hilarious. I don't like I can't deal with this. And, <laughs> and two, you don't put your hands on them unless you're the king. Mm-mm. And even or they he give you permission, or they give or, you, or let, let you. And that's something that you know. First, John calls himself introducing himself to him. Hi, John, Captain America, John Walker. Now. The the look Io gave him was the look that every person in America who's watching this show <laughs> thinks about John Walker. You are no fucking Captain America. <laughs> that look she has was like, you are no fucking Captain America. I got one for you. On the count of three, everybody everybody gives that everybody gives a face that when black folk hear something that they don't un- that doesn't make any sense. One. <laughs> Two, three. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, well, maybe we got off on the wrong foot. And what does he do? Touches her shoulder. Oh, nope. Now it's time to kick your ass. Oh. And that's when the fight broke out. And he got his ass handed to <laughs> him. And the other sisters got in, and they got to fighting with Battlestar. Meanwhile, Sam and Bucky is sitting back like, no, before the fight broke off, number one. John is talking to the ladies, and he's, you know, I guess he calls himself using charm. That shit don't work. Gotta be smooth, man. About as smooth as a gravel road, okay? (laughs) Golly, man. And Sam says, you might not want to do that. You might stand a better chance fighting Bucky before you fight the Dora. (laughs) (laughs) once again john not listening to sam finds out the hard way they whoop his ass they royally whoop his ass and i don't mean that as a term and phrase they are in the royal family and they whoop his ass (laughs) so i've never seen this happen before so meanwhile sam and bucky are standing by and sam's like 
he looks at Bucky. He's like, I think you should do something. And Bucky was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. He's like, nah, this, this bastard got it coming. And, you know, but they eventually have to step in because, you know, they're trying to kill John now. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the ladies knocked it. They, I mean, they when they were like, the shield meant shit to them. Like, they were getting ready to stab him. And that's when Bucky had to, you know, pull it from the back of the spear. And it's like, hey, 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 don't kill him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that made it worse. And that was Io who was getting ready to do the killing blow. So now Bucky and Iowa are fighting. Hmm. You know, they're tussling. He's like, I'm trying to talk to you. Wait, wait, I'm trying to talk to you. And she hits him with a move. First, she uses the tip of the spear, hits the part of his shoulder where the arm is. Mm -hmm. Then does like some kung fu move. The whole damn arm falls off. And he has a look like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like complete confusion. And 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 like now nah, he's like stunning. He's stunned. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Meanwhile, John, John is sitting over there with his tail between his legs because he just got his ass completely <laughs> Battlestar is getting choked out. Sam is fighting one of the other do- Well, he's not fighting. They're really not trying to fight the door. They're just trying to stop them from killing these two knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Zemo goes into a room very casually, closes the bathroom door, disappears, flourish. (laughs) As my man Vision say, flourish. Flash. And then there was nothing. Mm. And while the fight is over now, one of the Dora does a move, kicks up the shield. Now she's holding the shield. No cap. And I didn't mean that as a pun. But again, I did. No cap. That's no what that cap. is. And they were getting ready to take that shield back with them. So even the Dora knew you don't belong with this shield. <laughs> and Io had to say, no, leave it. And that bit of symbolism. I mean, because, it's just because so Steve much. Rogers, Steve earned the Dora's respect. All by day. who he was, by who he was, he respected them. He respected everything had to do with Wakanda, about the Wakandan people. T'Challa, yeah, next to next to Bucky, really, Bucky is second in second in being respected in Wakanda. Like Steve is like, oh no, you see him, like if invite somebody to the barbecue was a person, it's Steve Rogers. Facts. <laughs> Especially when T'Challa say, "Get this man a shield." Like I don't give a damn what you do. Wait, give him a shield. <laughs> y'all, y'all making this man a shield. Bruh, you can make all the wrong potato salad you want. You can still come, okay? <laughs> right. like you, you've, been sleep, you've been sleeping ice for 70 years. We'll let that go. <laughs> <laughs> so they 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 walk out, and the first thing that comes off of John's lips is they're not even super soldiers. That's right, bruh. They whooped your ass, and they ain't even got superpowers. <laughs> you got your ass beat by strong black women. As a matter of fact, every time you uh, show up on the scene to fight, you <laughs> got your ass whooped. <laughs> when you thought about the inclination of possibly getting into a fight, you got your ass whooped. You're right. 
So now several times throughout the episode, question the question of would you take the super serum is asked. It's asked by Sam, it's asked to Sam by Zemo. When Sam's response is immediately, no. He said, Did they offer it to you? He says, What? He said, the serum. He was like, No. He said, Would you take it if you had the chance? He says, No. He was like, Wow, no hesitation. Sam don't need it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Sam does not need it. He doesn't Sam want knows. it. Hell, Steve didn't want it. Nope. Steve just wanted to serve in the army. That's all he wanted. And he was picked as a test subject. That's it. For the super soldier serum. So it shows already the reason if you aren't paying attention and you or and you have questions why Steve picked Sam because Stan because Sam or because Steve sees himself. And Sam, Sam, mm-hmm. Sam has compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's put this together now. When Steve meets Sam, Sam's a counselor for veterans. When you see Steve again after Infinity War, what's the first thing you see him doing? Counseling people from the blip mm-hmm. that that lost yeah. people in the blip. Doing what he does best, he, he, looking out showing, for others, looking out for others, showing compassion talking sense and everything else this is what he does and it's beautiful like everything is is, you see so much more you know we've always known if you follow the comics and everything you understand why so all of this failure happens and sam's sister gets a call and it's from carly and she's having a talk with her and she's saying how you know sam's working with captain america and blah 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 so sarah says if you don't believe anything else believe this sam is not working with that man and she says well who would you have picked for captain america she's like in my world that simple means nothing to me so it doesn't matter what i think she in so many words She's saying what all black people know. She's like that simple. It, it doesn't count to me because mm-hmm. it doesn't recognize it. Does they don't recognize me? So what the hell do I care? Exactly, exactly. You know? And it's that racial divide that we continue to be a part of, no matter how much you are accepted, we are still put on the outskirts. Right, and, and they will not stray away from that in this show. That's one of the jewels of this series. They don't. Right. They're not hiding it behind something bright and flashy. It's it's dirty and it's gritty and it's honest. Yeah, yeah. And I love the conversation that's being had. The conversation that Carly has with Sam and now with Sarah. And it's the humanized villain. Mm-hmm. Because once again, you get it. You mm-hmm. understand. It's mm-hmm. just your method is different from what it should be. That's it. So she basically says, give your brother these coordinates. Tell him I'll meet up with him again alone. So he does. With Bucky, of course, but they're in costume now. And they're talking. And the shit makes sense. Mm -hmm. And she tells Sam, it doesn't make sense for me to kill you because it means nothing to them. I need to kill John. 
I'm kind of like, yeah, I can agree with that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can agree with that right now because he's such a bastard, you know. I can see the logic in that thinking. Right. And so now the favor that Sam called in earlier to Sharon was track John. Let me know when he's near us because somehow mm. he's he's following us. So Sharon's in his ear and he's nearby. And that's when he says, John's here. Carly hears that. She rabbits again. Now it's a all out chase. It's all out fight. This time, the tables are turned a little bit. Uh, Battlestar gets snatched up while him and John kind of walk him into the building. Battlestar mm-hmm. gets snatched up. He gets taken, like almost in front of John's eyes, almost. It just it was that quick. He's looking for Battlestar. Battlestar is somewhere in the building tied up. So he's looking for John, can't find him, comes across one of the other super soldiers, get into a battle. He throws he throws the shield and it goes directly embeds into a wall. And you're like, hmm. Okay. He snatches it out on the hunt again. Now he sees Sam and Bucky. He's like, they got, they have Lamar. And they're looking for him and everything else. They come across Carly and another guy that Carly was talking to, one of her super soldier friends, when they had a conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. And the guy was saying how he looked up to Captain America, Steve, mm-hmm. because he, he understood the ideals. He understood mm-hmm. the symbolism. He understood what that man stood for people. He said it was a time that you could tell a difference between good and bad. Mm-hmm. And now things are so gray. Yeah. And so now here it is. John is fighting. He's in the midst of this fight with these guys. And Sam is coming up the stairs. John is fighting one of the super soldiers and kicks him down the stairs. And the guy grabs a pole. He, John grabs the pole, bends it. And that's when Sam looks up and was like, you got to you do freaking kidding me. You he's took like, that. He took the fucking serum, the one that he picked up. He took it because earlier, the, remember now I said Zemo. Yeah, he had that him. puppy moment. Yeah, yeah he had now, that puppy moment. He had the, now, now when Zemo asked Sam, Sam said no. But then they show another conversation when Battlestar and John are having a conversation. And it's the same conversation. And he says, John asked him, would you take the serum if you have the chance? And Lamar says, Battlestar says, Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, do you know what we could have done over there in Afghanistan if we had that serum then? Mm. And so he was like, you know, so John says, that serum does stuff for po- folks. You know, good becomes great, worse becomes even worse or stuff like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, Steve had that and then Carly has this. He says, but what about me? And then that's when Battlestar says, you have three medals of honor. You know how to make good decisions in the heat of the bat in the heat of battle. And you can see John wrestling with that because whatever it was he dealt with over in Afghanistan, a lot of lives might not have been lost. Mm-hmm. And he wishes he could save more. And you see the anguish in his face. You understand that there's something going on, whatever it was he dealt with. He says, Yeah, three medals that remind me every day of the worst day of my life. Yeah, what's funny, and people will put such prestige on the Medal of Honor, 
while it is a high honor to receive, to me, and some people will probably turn against me, but to me, the Medal of Honor just reminds, just says to me that you just survived. Yeah. You yeah. didn't surpass, you survived. You were in the same. It's, it's almost like survivor's else. guilt. It's like yeah. survivor's guilt. And you got a reward for just making it out alive. Mm -hmm. When you probably didn't do anything, not saying anything against the previous Medal of Honor recipients out here. I'm pretty sure you had some that have done it, and I've served my time. Mm -hmm. But in this case with John, it's a designation of, hey, you got three. But that's because you survived. If you don't look at the way it's written in the in the in the citation, right? You you got through it. You're home. The others that did not. So yeah, I completely understand that particular narrative. I, mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to be rewarded with the medal for making it home. I'd rather be without a medal and the people who were with me coming back with me. Right, right. You're just calling attention to me that I'm the one that survived and I'm the one that made it out, and that wears on a person's soul. Yeah, and you can see, and, and as much as we hate this character, you can see that whatever it was he dealt with, he still is dealing with it. He's he's making these brash decisions. He's trying to be this leader. He just can't handle the weight. Mm -hmm. And you can tell he's breaking. So, obviously, he took the serum. And Sam was like, what did you do? And then that's when he says they took Lamar and they're walking out together and they come across Carly and the other guy and they're fighting. They're all fighting. And meanwhile, Battlestar cut himself loose and runs up into the fight. And John was getting ready to either get punched or hit with something. And no, he's getting ready to get punched. And Lamar stopped him. It was Carly. Carly was getting ready to punch him and Lamar stopped him. She He grabbed her arm, pulled it back. Well, she kicks him, punches him dead in his chest. He flies back, hits a pillar, drops. Oh, oh man. And John jumps up and he's trying to, you know, Carly seen what happened. She rabbits. The other guy see what's happened. The one that said he looked up to Captain, he looked up to Steve, Captain America. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He rabbits with the others. It was it was three of them all together, and they all took off. Now John's pissed. Now he's acting out emotionally. He's trying to he he tries to wake Lamar up. He I guess he calls himself feeling for a pulse in his neck. I gonna get anything. Lamar's not moving. Can't tell if he's breathing. He could be just knocked out for all we know. Mm -hmm. He was knocked out earlier. He probably just out. You can't tell. We don't know. He runs out. He catches one of them. And the one he catches is the one that said he looked up to Captain America. Oh. And he catches him, throws the shield at him, knocks him down, turns around, hits him again, punches him, punches him again, and he's yelling, where is she? Where is she? He's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And he takes the shield. Wham. 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 And what? he does this all in front of an entire crowd of people. What the fuck? Who, who, you... who has their cell phones out the entire time. Oh. And the last shot you see is Bucky and Sam running out, and the last shot you see is 
John standing there with the shield on his arm with blood splattered on it. And that's the final shot. And you're just like the parallels of Steve and John are obvious. Yeah, they're so obvious and it's so opposite. And it also is parallel to Black Panther. Because mm. he had a moment like that with Claw. Mm-hmm. And right when he was getting ready to deliver, despite the fact that we know that Claw was a bastard and all the shit he did, and he deserved what Panther was getting ready to give to him, T'Challa had to pull back because the world was watching. Watching. Mm-hmm. And that and moment, John did not care. John did not have that moment. He, he made the wrong decision. And the, the parallels are different because look how many times Steve had the opportunity, like with, with Tony, when him and Tony fought, and he had that same that same moment. He took the shield, bam, knocked out the repulsor in his chest, mm-hmm. and had the opportunity to do it again, and he stopped and he dropped the shield. No, he stepped back. He stepped back. Tony Step told back him to the- drop the shield. Mm-hmm. John had a moment and he didn't take it. He took the wrong path. Now, he was at the edge of the cliff. Yeah. And he had the choice to step away from the edge or jump. And whatever so, happens, happens. There's so much. The parallels. If you was to take the parallels of Steve and Bucky and Lamar and John, it's the same kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. But notice is James Buchanan Barnes. Steve never once called him James. He called him Bucky. Mm-hmm. That was his nickname. Every time Lamar and John spoke, John Lamar called him Cap, but John, John always called, called him Lamar. Lamar, there's he never referred to his name. There was a lack of lack of respect. Yeah, but Lamar, and you couldn't even get mad at Battlestar. He was the voice of reason at best for John. Mm-hmm. At best. And he just, for all we know, Lamar is probably still alive. Just in the heat of the moment, you know, him trying to wake him up. There's the shock. There's the anger. And that dude probably that probably is just probably out out because he has a vest on. Yes, that was a hell of a, a punch he took. But Steve's thrown, you know, Steve's thrown punches like that, and 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 oh, yeah. people are fine. I mean, busted up pretty well, but. This dude had a battle vest on and everything else. And it's like, well, dude, is he really dead? We don't know. We don't know. You know, because it was not enough for you to develop that character. But you got enough to find out like, oh, wow. You couldn't even get mad that Battlestar went out this way. You're just like, man, it it was just it was just messed up. In that moment when when Battlestar was prone. And John went over to check up on him. He was at a crossroad. Yeah. He was at a crossroad because you can find her again. You've been able to find her before. You're a sneaky bastard in that respect. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you got somebody who took, who literally took a hit for you. And what did you do? Instead of taking care of them to make sure they were okay, you went off. Now let's take that parallel and put it in the respect of his Medal Honor uh, receipt mm-hmm. reasons. 
when he's in the midst of battle. Instead of taking care of your comrades in the field and getting them out of the way, you took off. Yeah. Yeah. You you just bolted. You went from one responsibility that you couldn't handle in your original capacity and you bolted to find another focus that you can justify later for leaving the other one behind. Right. And that parallel right there is just so obvious because you can tell Cap knew, Steve knew that if something happened with Bucky, he would have still been there to make sure he was okay first. If he was prone, he wouldn't have left him. He wouldn't have left him, especially in enemy, behind enemy lines. That would have been against Steve's principles to leave him behind like that. Exactly. How many times does Steve say, you know what, I need to go back in? You can't go back in. It's behind enemy line. Yeah, and there's like 200 soldiers that need us. I got to go back. You know, like their their mindsets are so completely opposite. Yeah, yeah. And you say, and if anything, and I had a conversation with somebody on Facebook today. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't a bad conversation or anything like that. You know, it was uh, said Hail Spawn cosplay had put something up, and we were oh, all okay. just basically saying, like I said, Dimitri. John Walker has no has uh. uh he shows that he does not have the qualities to be Captain America. However, he does have the qualities to be U.S. agent. Because in the government's eyes, you are taking these people off the street. They are a threat. They are dangerous. Not only that, they can expose our secrets. And you are taking them out for us. They can't track it back to us. Mm-hmm. Good job, soldier. You know, that's how they're looking at it. You know, good job. You covered our ass for us. You, you, yeah, you covered, you know, had this been anybody else, <laughs> we need a yes man. And you're the yes man. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's what yes. John Walker is. Sir. He's he's the yes man. So wow. Uh it's a lot to unpack. There in one is. episode. You know, we have two episodes left. Uh there's rumors running about that General Thunderbolt Ross might be showing up. Who knows? I can see that happening. But it, with two episodes left, I mean, with so much to unpack, I don't know. With the reveal like that, there would have to be enough of an impact on the story instead of just being a filler appearance. Exactly. It's, it's got to lead to something. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's anything like WandaVision <laughs> and, and, you know, with WandaVision, we get introduced, introduced to Monica. Mm-hmm. Again, again, you know, we get in, uh, to adult Monica. And she has more of a fill fill in or backstory, you know, what's going on with her than anything. She's not just in one episode, boom, and she's gone. Right. She you know? she's integral throughout the whole thing. Even if she doesn't appear, she's still integral through the whole right. series. She has a purpose. And I mean, yes, General Ross has a purpose. Is he creating thunderbolts? We don't know. Is he creating US agent? Possibly. You know, we don't know. We know John Walker's U.S. agent. We know that whatever happens from here, he may not pay for it like we think. Mm-hmm. And that also shows what the government, and you, we got to throw the government in there because they selected him. Exactly. For his, and they, I had, they, his, had, they had a reason. Mm-hmm. Not for his principles, him. not for, you know, his, his, for his patriotism, but the fact that he will do whatever they say. Mm-hmm. He is yeah, literally there. 
Star Spangled Attack Dog, something Steve never was. Steve implemented principles. He implemented honor in the position. He made Captain America an honorable name to hear and to speak. I mean, to this day, like as far as Marvel is concerned, it's two characters that I just personify that personifies what it means to be one, a black man. And two, mm-hmm. a human being, and it's Black Panther and Captain America. Mm-hmm. And and even in the comics, they have the most utmost respect for each other. That if the shit hit the fan, <laughs> Cap, I gotta go on the run. The king will hide me. He will offer it. I don't even have to ask him. He will offer it. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's exactly he did that exact thing in the movies. We can help Bucky if you need to stay here. That's fine. Well, Steve is saying they'll come for you. Let them come. <laughs> Let them come. That was their response. That was the king's response. Let them come. Let them come. You know, so oh, I, you know, kudos to to Marvel for yes. uh doing these these live action connected shows now. And not wasting airtime oh just, just just for appearances and i think that is such that it, that lets you know that they genuinely have taken the time to create stories that you sit at home not only can you enjoy not only can you relate to but there's so much to talk about that re- that com- that extrapolates over real life mm-hmm. and that's the, that's the great thing about comics because even though we're reading about superheroes, there's something that we can relate to in those pages that and, makes and, them so golden to us. Yeah, it's it's been that it's been I've always said that. And don't get me wrong, I love DC. This I, I I read Batman a lot. You know, I might read Flash and Aquaman every now and then, but I just collect a lot of Batman comics. Nobody's perfect. I understand. No, that. Right. Yeah, you know, but Marvel, <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> Marvel on the other hand, there are so many characters that you sit back and you can break down and say oh i can sympathize with this character because i dealt with this mm-hmm. i can see peter parker's side of things and struggling to pay rent and struggling to keep a job and struggling to keep a job get the girl and keep my and stay in school i can see that i can see tony stark dealing with alcoholism mm-hmm. i can see that i can see thor who is the son of a god, basically, who's the king, and and finding out he might be unworthy of something and dealing with that that mental break. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see Cap standing up for something that this country in real life should really stand for. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like Thank when, you. if if seeing no color was a person. It's that man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the guy you're just like, no matter what time period he was in, it was like, no, he is the ideal of America. Mm-hmm. You knew who he you, was. You, you knew, knew what he embodied. Right. You like, you can trust this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he still lives in Brooklyn. He, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, what? Brooklyn, why leave? You know, <laughs> why leave? You know, 
I mean, when you're in the middle of a big ass, badass fight, and he asks the guy, "Hey, where are you from? Queens, <laughs> Brooklyn," and he's out because <laughs> he hears the accent, he's like, "You from somewhere nearby?" You know, um, <laughs> and can still, you know, sympathize with that. So, right, right, right. But it, yeah, you know, and even though now in the MCU. It's been told that you know Steve died, not of old age. They just said he died, so they 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 don't know he's out there <laughs> living the life. Probably you know because I don't think Peggy's alive. No, Peggy's not alive. Peggy's not alive. She's not alive. So he's out there just sitting back. And I know that this man is sitting back in a chair like. <sighs> <laughs> that, and not mad at, and not even and not even mad at sam just like uh, when is he going to pick up the phone and call me you know and you could tell sam is sam to his credit is trying so hard to continue to epitomize what it means to to carry that mantle he's seeing and, it more and more and, and even though he gave up the shield i understood why he gave up the shield yeah because so, you can also so break, many underlying things. So mm-hmm. underlying things. You could break it down to let's let's take it to let's take it to what I see. He doesn't feel like he can live up to that mantle. Mm-hmm. When Steve Times said, "I don't even live up to this mantle," giving the shield to a black man in the United States of America right now could be so polarizing. Because while you have half of the populace that will agree with it. And be on board with it. You got the other half who are screaming racist epitaphs and, and anything else you could think of. That's not my cap. That's not my cap. That's why the Captain America run when Sam was in it was one of the best the ones. Nick, the Nick Spencer run. Yeah. Yes. Read the that Nick Spencer great. run of Captain America when oh. Sam is given the shield. It's, it's some of the most, like he said, the most polarizing, real mirror image stuff that's going on. And Damn it! Every time you opened up that front page of that book, that's what some of those people were saying. It was like watching Fox News. You f- that's you not f- my character. That's not my Captain America. And, and the way they worded it, that way it hashtag not my Captain. The word, the way they worded my, like it was just like not my Captain America. Like the way they were, I'm like, oh, I'm reading between. There's no lines to read in between. <laughs> no, it's right there. And the and and and, no but it intended. was no pun <laughs> but it was such a and it was su- it's still a great run it's but it was such a great run because it was just like you you got it as a black person that's reading this comic you get it Here's and you truth. say you're just like this man was given the shield for a reason mm-hmm. he never once seen Sam as the sidekick. Mm-mm. He's seen him as his partner, as his equal. You know, Even in the comics run of Captain America and Falcon. Yeah. And how many times does Sam have to deal with that? Like people seeing him as a sidekick. For a while, he thought he was seen as a sidekick. And instead of like, no, you're dude, you're my you're my, you're my equal. You're my brother. You're my people. Like yeah, you're my equal. Yeah, you're my equal. you you if I put my life in anybody's hands, it's you and Bucky. <laughs> and Bucky's an ex-killer. What the mm-hmm. hell? 
<laughs> so, you know, so having those having those conversations and seeing that, you know, and just in the comics, just seeing that breakdown. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, damn, it's you know, kudos, Marvel. Once again, shit. I know some stuff y'all had to do filler for, but when y'all really when you get in your individual books. Oh my gosh. You you y'all light it up. Y'all light it up. And I want to go back to something you said about character relatables. Because when you said that the first first character that popped up in my head was Luke Cage. Yes. And as a black man who was part of the inner city who saw people getting arrested for whatever and seeing the story of how he was in prison and the government wanted to experiment to create super soldiers by using prisoners as test subjects. Mm. He ended up getting powers he didn't want. The condition of being a part of this experiment was that they would let him set him free. Yep. You do this, you are a free man. Fuck the truth. They did not live through their side of it until that machine malfunction blew, blew up. up. And he did what he the guard because the guard was the guard was in on it. The prisoners was in on it. They're like the guard was the, the prisoners paid off the guard to sabotage the damn machine who was racist in the damn way. <laughs> Come on, man. So yeah, so- I think I think if there's a wall blown in, uh, a wall blown out of the prison that's, that I'm being held in, that I for a crime I didn't commit, hell yeah, I'm going on the run. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna walk my happy ass back to the cell. Talking, oh yeah, it didn't work. And and I got popped. I'm out of here. <laughs> and, and, and instead of going on the run, he went back home mm-hmm. and became somebody in the community to make a change. The I parallel see. to that is Jefferson Pierce. Yes. Black Lightning. Come yeah. on, y'all. This is what we do. Chris the, brings the blackest here. superhero show on television right now is Black Lightning. I, I'm mad this is their final season. Man. But there are moments in this show. My God. Speak. Speak, brother. Oh, that what was it because they're on they're on a little break right now. I think they start back up in April. No, yeah, or not April. This Monday. This Monday, okay. But and they ended, on on, such, they ended on such a cliffhanger. Oh, if you if you got someone from the show that's leaving, the way they did it was beautiful, absolutely stunning. I sat back and I'm like, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. I can get behind this. Let's keep it moving. I right, so, Mr. Mr. <laughs> I can get behind this. There was some moments beginning of this fourth fourth season of Black Lightning. Jefferson Pierce has not put the suit on for over a year after the events of last season. After his after his uh, his Henderson died. Yep, after Henderson was killed. Yep. yep. And yeah. he's driving down the street. And he sees the police before he leaves, sees the police harass a young black man who has a violin. Now, if you are wondering, and if it sounds familiar, this is an actual case. Come on, come on, of a young black man mm-hmm. who was known in the community to not be a troublemaker, not be in a gang, not deal with drugs, no alcohol, none of the above. 
he just trained musician. Trained, trained musician. musician would play music for animals mm-hmm. and was killed by police. This episode of Black Lightning, which was the first episode of the fourth season, mm-hmm. shows Jefferson. So is that exact? It's a blink and you miss it. It's a blink and you miss it. You just see a black kid with a violin. He's looking at it kind of crazy, and a police pull up on him thinking he got a weapon. Saying, oh, there's something going on. But this is where to change the narrative. <laughs> Jefferson Pierce sees this happening and shows up. And basically fries the he doesn't kill him. He doesn't kill him, but he's just so tired of seeing that shit uh-huh. that he fries him really good, then blows up the car. Young man gets away because he's stop, he's trying to tell them, hey, that kid's not a criminal, he doesn't cause any trouble. They aren't listening to that. And they're they trying to put guns on him. Yeah, they train their guns on him, and so he just and now, if you watch Black Lightning, you know when he's out of suit, he tries not to use his powers. <laughs> this is that he tries because he doesn't want to expose that, himself. But he is yeah, to the point that where gaff he, moment. That's was an yeah. id gaff moment. He just yeah, got he, tired. He was like, "The hell with this!" And he just lit off to do what Ooh. he had to do. And and his uncle Gamby basically. Did everything in his power to wipe the footage from the day go, <laughs> but it was still found out a little no, bit. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. He's like, you can't do that, man. I got to go through all this work to get this shit clear. So, but this goes to that overlying instance of why he is the way he is because after the Freeland Wars, think of it from service members who are coming back from the war zone. Mm-hmm. There's no counseling. They're dealing with the grief and the PTSD. Still the best wars. way they can. Yeah, the yeah. best way they can. And it's indicative because you don't see a lot of black men and women get that type of, of, of counseling exactly. and help. Exactly. And when something goes wrong, instead of looking back at their history of, well, what caused this? What are some of the underlying uh, reasons behind it. Nah, he's a troublemaker. He did this. She did that. Blah, blah, blah. And you see that right there in that moment, I said, this is what it means to deal with grief in the only way you can, because there are no options. Exactly. You you'd only bottle it up for so long because you have nowhere, you have no outlet, you have nowhere to put it. And they say, oh, you should have done this. I did. I was turned away. Or you didn't make it available enough. Mm-mm. Or you made it to the point where it was, oh, we could have gotten it, but we don't have the money. Or it's put all or or we go in and we're put off. It's the same narrative. It's that yeah, it's that same narrative. It goes time and time and time again. And it's just I like I said, I'm I'm upset. And I've heard other people on the other side, oh, it's too much social commentary. No. You ain't ready to talk about that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's what this is. Thank You're you. not ready to talk about that because you don't know what it's like to live on this side of the fence. This show is going to show you how that is. Did that happen? Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It it, it, it still happens. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's another episode. And I, be- I don't know if it was the last one or 
second or third before they went to their break. But prior to this part happening, the new captain of the police of the Freeman Police Department. Oh, her. Yeah. Oh. She invokes a no-knock warrant for the Freeman police. That was to look that, for Metas. That was uh, not this past episode, but the previous one. Yeah, yeah I think it was the previous one. Mm -hmm. And you don't pick up on it right away, but when you hear when you're black and you hear no knock, <laughs> you know, oh what shit. You know? And there's another moment that is an actual case that is still going on. And where th these police come to a house, no knock warrant with these new meta guns that they got. Looking for meta who does not live there. And her boyfriend wakes up to somebody busting in his house. He has a gun. They shoot. They start shooting. Who gets shot? But the young woman who was the girlfriend. And then everything starts to play out exactly how we seen it almost a year, over a year ago. Over a year. That's and, over a year. And if you're wondering who that is, that's Brianna Taylor. And this exact thing shows exactly how it went down, how it would have went down had not Jefferson Pierce intervened again. Mm -hmm. Because he knew something was going down and he had the way to pick up on it. And they showed all this stuff happening. The young lady gets killed. There's a funeral. There's the Black Lives Matter movement. There's riots. There's all, all of this. All of this stuff that we've seen happen. And then it stops and it rewinds and it does it again. Only this time the cops don't get a chance to fire off a shot. Pierce is there to stop him. Or Black Lightning is there to stop him. Mm -hmm. And put the stop to the whole thing. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, you're so <laughs> I've watched this show from the inception, and you're talking about that. oh, they go there, and I'm here for it. Thank you. <laughs> that show, The Akils, I tell you what, when I first saw that premiere in DC in 2018, I knew this was gonna be something special. I mm -hmm. knew it. That they weren't going. Oh. Yes, <laughs> that first they episode. No punches. That scene where Jefferson got pulled over by the police. It's raining. The girls are in the car, and the cop tells him to step out and throws him on the hood. Tell him, "What did I do, officer? What did I do? This man is in a full suit in a Volvo uh, Volkswagen. In a Vol, in a yeah, a, it was a Volvo Volkswagen. Yeah, Volvo uh, Volkswagen. A Volvo Station on their wagon. yeah station one on their way to a, a school function for an awards fully, ceremony fully dressed decked down and this little squat sorry bastard pulls them over see you're gonna get me <laughs> upset again don't, don't do it. you ain't gonna you go me you ain't gonna get me heated up in there no, no. trust me trust me it, was, it was the moment when I seen that when I seen that first episode now I was on my phone. I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> there ain't no pulling punches up in here. This is <laughs> Ali and Frazier all over again, man. This is Ali and Frazier. We I, did, I, I took my phone. I did one of these moments. Oh, I'm putting this down. I'm, I'm with this. <laughs> I'm 
I'm with this. I'm with this. <laughs> Let's go. I'll talk to y'all later. I got to watch this. This is this is going well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Now, and I tell people everything. I said, if you ever want to see a show that deals with real life, but they throw in superpowers, that's Black Lightning. This is it. This it's is not the focus. It's not the focus of being a superhero. It's the focus of someone who makes wants to make an impact in their community, and they do everything else. And they, and, they, and they have people who are actually doing things for the community and active in NAACP and all these movies. Roland Martin, you hear his voice on one on one episode because he's like a newscaster. You see, mm-hmm. actual I can't remember because she passed away, but I think she was in the first episode. Uh, uh um, um, as a news reporter. But she had passed I know away. Talking, and, I know uh, you're talking about. She had a heart attack like a year later. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, what is her name? She's in Cleveland. Nina, Nina, I can't think of her last name, but she was on that same episode as a presenter for these awards. She's a politician here in Cleveland. I was here for all of it. They said, when you say pro black, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and I'm here for all of it. Nina Turner, yes. Yeah, Nina Turner. That's it. And Nina Turner, my future baby mama. I tell you, that is <laughs> that woman. When I see her, I see beauty and strength and intellect in the yeah. same form. I swear, I'm transfixed when I see her speak because she speaks truth. She says mm-hmm. it with power. She says it with fire, and she does it with passion because she believes exactly what she is trying to do. Exactly. If, and if you see her on these panels and CNN and MSNBC, oh, she going to rock you on your heels if you she's remember. On, she, on, she, on, she, on, she on sister shutdown mode. That's what she on. <laughs> Don't, no cat. None. Remember I, I said, said on site? This is on site? <laughs> on site. That's on site. If on, on site. Had, if on site had a face. Had a face <laughs> that's, that's it. That's Nina Turner. Bow Captain Io. That's 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 the, the that's, same person. <laughs> straight up, but comics nowadays are using real life in mm-hmm. the story, so they're more relatable and it's understandable. And like you said, I commend Marvel for not straying away from the from the issues mm-hmm. that we deal with in real life, because you can always make something frivolous and fruity and 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 sparkling with glitter raining down from the sky. Right. But people are going to have a conversation about subjects and topics in the shows that they see in their real life. And they're going to get it. They're going to get it, especially you and I as comic fans, as lifelong comic fans. Seeing this. It does not end. No. And seeing this just it makes me feel so good to have been a comic nerd all my life because they're doing it the way it's supposed to be done. You got a new generation out here. You can't be scared to tell the truth. Exactly. You, you just can't walk away from like you Like, you, I love, and it, it's conversation. I see it come up all the time. <laughs> and it could be random folks I don't even know on Facebook. <laughs> Politics don't belong in comics. Oh, I got to get in on this. Um, wow. First off. <laughs> wow. First off, I'm like, I'm gonna give you two examples. <laughs> you have one man who's literally on the cover 
of a comic book his first time out punching out Hitler. We ain't even going there, though, are we? And then... <laughs> Propaganda. And then we have another group of heroes, despite their differences, still try to save y'all monkey asses and y'all ostracize them every single time, despite what they just did, X-Men. I don't care what you say. So I, I, I love I love hearing those arguments or so-called, they're not even arguments. They're, they're so one-sided. They're so blinded. I It just throws me. It's but, so easy to shut them down because yeah. they have that one line and then you go, oh, really? Let me give you an example, just like you did just now. <laughs> right. Let me give you an example. Remember that? No. Okay, let me show you something. <laughs> oh, I, oh, oh, my favorite. So what we had, I, I was listening to people talk about Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. He said, "Well, he was not he was nothing but a thug, you know. He got." I said, "Excuse me, <laughs> that man, that man. Let me break, let me break it down to you." And I sat there, I looked at him, I said, "This man could have stayed in prison after they screwed him over and fucked him over. He escaped. He went back home, and what did he do? He helped everybody he could in his community. Please didn't come after him." And to the point, to the point, and we're going to fast forward that one, to Come the on. point that when Civil War in the comics happened, my man told his wife, take Danielle, go to Canada, mm-hmm. do not watch the news, do not read the <laughs> newspaper. He says, I'm not signing that damn paper because I'm not causing no damage. I don't wear no mask. Everybody knows who I am and where I'm at. They're going to have to come get me. Like they, he's in his mm-hmm. wife. They said they they gonna treat me like they did back in the eighteen hundreds when they found out you were black and you stayed somewhere you shouldn't have stayed. <laughs> quote, unquote, and they come knocking on your door and make you want to sign this paper saying you a negro. He said, "My great grand great grand granddaddy told me about these stories. I'll be damned. They are gonna have to come and drag my ass out." Of this <laughs> Woo! Oh, that was like my. one of the realest black moments, and that I read, and at that time, Ooh. that was uh, that was drawn by I think the cover was drawn by Lanil Yu. I can't remember who did the story at that time, but but ooh, talking about sitting there reading this thing, and I'm like, come on, Luke, come on, Luke, come on, Luke, and the so-called shield at the time that Tony was running, they came up in that house. They tried to come up in there, busting in there. Okay, it's midnight, Luke. You you know how this runs. Just come on out peacefully. The entire hood of Harlem was throwing garbage at their ass, saying, <laughs> leave that man alone. He ain't did nothing to nobody. We know who he is. Leave him alone. You When you got the hood backing you up, after mm-hmm. you done backed up the hood all these years, and oh, the hood man. back you up. Come on. Come on, man. And, and he fought them tooth and nail. They shot everything they could at that man. He was like, stings a little, but I'm still going. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he fought their ass tooth and nail. He was like, damn, if I take another shot from this tank, this might be it. And just when he was about to, my man showed up, Cat, with his own tank <laughs> that, mm-hmm. they, that, they, that they hijacked. <laughs> He's like, we got to get you out of here so we can get you underground. Let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. 
the narrative right. is there, and th- this is not something you can really argue about when it comes to these, because these, this generation of even old heads are realizing that these stories have to be told. Yeah. They have to be relatable to the readers. The readers are going to understand to a certain point, but after a while, they're going to be like, okay, this is getting a little old. Can Can you please tell a story that I can relate to and I can tell my friends about? Mm-hmm. Good guys yeah. and bad guys, that's fine. What about the human element? What about the human aspect? I, I've always, you know, due to COVID, you know, people were, if you were a brick and mortar comic book store, you had to find a way to stay open. You know, this yeah, is which we did. Yeah, which we and, did. You yeah. know, here, up here in Cleveland, I go to Carolyn John. Shout out to Carolyn John or John Dudas of Carolyn John and um, his mother, Carol. And they managed to stay open. They did. They they had to let go of some of their staff. It wasn't a big staff, but they had to let some of them go. But they managed to deliver the goods, literally deliver your comics to your door. They give you a call. You pay for it over the phone. They give you a call. Drop your stuff off. Boom. They managed to make it work. And then when this whole thing blew over, they was able to bring their people back in, bring their their uh, staff their back staff in. back in. So I commend them for that. And people were concerned and still are to some degrees. People are still concerned that comics will go to the wayside. And I said, they won't. There's always an artist. There's always a writer. There's always a story to be told. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be Marvel in DC. It can be image. It can be an indie book. It can be black Come sands. Come on. It Come can, on. Can, <laughs> Come on. You know, there's a story that's going to be told. And we're going to be here to read it. So it's never going to, you never run out of stories. There are, you just there are don't. Writers, yeah, there are writers and stuff now. They're using Kickstarters to get their stuff out there. I've already hit, I've already backed two Kickstarter projects and mm. I'm looking for a third. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I backed Jason Primrose. I'm waiting on, <laughs> I'm waiting on the Lost Ch- Children and the Elf Andromeda to come through. So for that, uh, I backed a few of Richardson. She does her Aquarius Bickle oh. Book of Myrrh. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for that to come out. I got that in my pool. I'm trying to get, so I gotta get her. I gotta get her back on the show. She came on the show last season. And can, can, can I please be on it too? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Please. I no, have I'm been trying to lock trying. her down. I'm trying to get her locked down. And like, oh come God. on, come on, sister, come on back. Cause that show was so good. Uh, for those who are listening or watching, you know, go back to the Blurred's Eye View. Go back to the archives. Uh, we have that sh- that episode up. You know, I love that episode. Yeah, it I was admire her work so pain. much. Such a fun episode, and she is such a deep sister. Oh mm-hmm. God, it was so refreshing, and just hearing. And it wasn't just about her art; it was about her life. Mm-hmm. This, I'm just like I'm talking to a revolutionary <laughs> right now. <laughs> This is good. <laughs> She's telling me about her 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 ancestors and her family, and, and I'm like, I love this. These are stories I live mm-hmm. for. Like you're mm-hmm. from a family of fighters. We all are. But she she tells that story of fervor of what her her mother and what her grandmother dealt with, what her grandfather dealt with. How can you not feel? And understand this. I, I, when I first heard of her, I actually met her at DragonCon. 
Mm. And I didn't get a chance to talk to her. She was in the middle of something. I said, if I ever get the opportunity to talk to her again, I'm going to tell her thank you. Thank you. Such a multi-talented person. My God. Artist, writer, comic creator. Backup singer. Good Lord. Singer herself. Like, I she I want to be she with thought. her when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be with her when I grow up. When but, she says she's the, the Jane of the Jane of Trades, mm-hmm. she's not lying. Like my my girl, my sister can do just about. I think the only thing she hasn't done is built the Eiffel Tower. She can probably build one taller. I don't know, give but her <laughs> give her time, right? Like the, time. you know, uh, a few of Richardson's sister. Thank you for coming on. We got to have you on again. My um, <laughs> but uh we're wrapping this up but uh boo yeah, uh i know see yeah, i'm, I'm sorry brandy and dc missed this because man yeah brandy i think brandy's probably looking cross-eyed at this point <laughs> don't talk about my girl like that yeah. come on uh, <laughs> we do well it, if it wasn't gonna be the dc's worse so i mean <laughs> <laughs> but you know you know we got we got our times together but um yeah we we Montel tell the people where they can find you <laughs> it's such an easy thing for me you can find me on Instagram under Navy Montel you can also find me on Facebook not very often mm-hmm. uh you're most likely going to find me more in Instagram cuz that's that's my stomping ground Right. Um, I am on YouTube under Rogue Catnip. I'll be putting out more content eventually. I've just been so focused on everything else. I'm a Twitch streamer. I am Rogue Catnip under Twitch. And I am one half of one of the most dynamic, next to yours, of course, one of the most <laughs> dynamic podcasts out there, the Blur to Corn Speaks podcast with my partner, Miss Angie. You guys reach out to me anytime. I do Blur to Corn convos every Tuesday and Thursday with talented people of the community. And he gets it in. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> Chris, you're kind of biased because you pop in every time you get a chance. And it's like, I, bro, you did that. I'm like, I just had a conversation. Look, man, look, just because I, you know, I <laughs> Brandy says we gotta do more Instagram lives. And I'm like, Yeah, we gotta do like a third show, don't we? Uh <laughs> <laughs> So, but uh, <laughs> oh my god, uh, we we will we'll get around to it. I think because you know, our last season is on our last episode of the fourth season is on the twenty fourth, and it's also going to be the last episode of the season for uh, Blur's Eye View After Dark because we are taking next week off for um, our photo shoot. We're doing a photo shoot, and so Ooh. I like you know. Plus, it's my birthday weekend, so I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to record the weekend, but uh, oh shoot. Oh, let's do our thing here. And so, but yeah, just, so just a quick plug too. The guys, Blur's Eye View is going to be guests on the Blur the Coin Speaks podcast on the 29th. Yes, yes. I am I told Angie about it and she just went, ah! <laughs> so I she just she just vocalized what I was saying inside, like <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this because I love when content creators come together and we mm. just have a dialogue. And I love it. I'm looking forward to this, brother. You have no oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a blast. Uh, we got some big things coming up for the fifth season. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've been I've been working feverishly to get some people good together. 
So uh, wait till you see that. But that's not until May, mid-May. So nah. we'll give you we'll give you some. Yes. Yeah, so, hey, two weeks is all you're going to get off from me because you still got to hear this velvety smooth voice. <laughs> <laughs> Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> brown chicken. <laughs> oh my God. On that note, I'm your host, <laughs> General Chris Fury. This is Blurred's Eye View After Dark, talking about the Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode six of. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, no. Episode four. <laughs> Episode four. Wow. <laughs> like, six, I'm thinking six, nine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh boy. Uh episode four, which was called The World is Watching. Check it out if you haven't seen it or if you watched us tonight or if you're listening to us tonight. And I spoiled it for you. Guess what? I tell you this beforehand. I'm going to spoil it. It's been 24 hours. So <laughs> that's why I do this one on YouTube and not on Facebook. So but until next time, tune in to us wherever you can find us on any streaming channel. You can subscribe to our Facebook page and the YouTube page. You can follow us on anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Uh, you can watch our YouTube channel like we are now. For any updates in the blurred world, you can also follow me on TikTok under Chris Fury one and I'll be popping up some more stuff on there as well. Uh, but tune in for that. So until then, you can check us out on Instagram as well. Blurred's Eye View. That's all. Blurred's underscore Eye View. That's all lowercase. And continue to showcase. We continue to showcase POC creatives every Saturday in the genre of comics and field. Until next mission, I'm General Chris Fury, along with my co-host at Navy Montel of Blurred Corn Speaks. Thank you for coming on, brother. Thank you, man. Uh, remember to educate yourself and others. Empower yourself and others. And most of all, most of all, encourage yourself and others. Until next time, we're out of here. <laughs>